Welcome to Failure's Knowledge, the best podcast for you to develop personally to grow to the best version of yourself. See, it takes time and learning from other people's experiences give you the edge that you have been looking for that will help you later on in life. All I ask for is one thing. Go ahead and subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on how this episode impacted you the most. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more content that will help you develop personally. Thank you. This mug always do that. What? Nah, uh, hit go live and then get to, like, I don't know. There you go. I think. I don't know what's happening. Okay. Can you hear me? I can't hear you at all. Can you hear me? Okay, now I can. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I okay. can hear you. So okay. the, the, the little ten, technical technical difficulties <laughs> already. <laughs> no, so, uh, so, all right, so we're about to go ahead and get started. So what's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? Welcome to Failure's Knowledge. Here at Failure's Knowledge, we empower people to become the best version of themselves by doing what we love to do. Is, is, is it hard? Absolutely. Is it easy? No. But it's simple because once you start believing yourself, you start to see, see the results. For episode number 50, for episode number 50, I got my special guest, Alexis Ray Parker. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Living, breathing, happy to be alive, you know. Sound like a a, a blissful, grateful morning, right? Or day. Yeah. yeah. It's been a good day. It's been a good week. It's been... Uh, I had some trials and tribulations this year, but overall, I've had I'm I'm good. I'm happy. Who who are you? What are you doing? And where are you from? My name is Alexis Parker. Uh, my stage name is Alexis Ray Parker. Um, I'm from Palm Bluff, Arkansas, originally, um, and I do music. I'm a singer, songwriter, rapper. Whatever you want to call it. It depends on the day. <laughs> depends on the day. What does that mean? Depends on your, on, on your emotions or on what? Just how I feel that day. Like, whatever I feel like doing that day. I might be a rapper this day. I might be a singer the next day. It switches up all the time. So let, let's go to the beginning, right? Like, when you <laughs> was finding your voice, when you was like, okay, I really like music, but I'm going to ask you, like, Keep doing. It, I'm gonna keep doing. It, I'm keep doing. It. Let's go in the beginning to where you recognize. I really love music. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep pursuing it. Yeah. Um, I think I got to that stage. I remember like the first time I went and recorded. I was like 16. Mm-hmm. I snuck to go record music. Like I wasn't supposed to be doing that. It's not mm-hmm. that it was like a. a it, it's not that it was like a bad thing in my house. So I just didn't tell my parents where I was at. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to go record at a studio 
and it was fun, you know. Like I always loved music. I always I I was always a writer and all of that since I was a little girl. But like recording was like super fun to me. So I want to say like after I graduated high school, I might have been. 18 i might have been like right out of high school and that's when i started like recording a little more but i wasn't taking it just serious like that um i went through this stage where i was like really like depressed and i was feeling like suicidal and all of that i was going through a lot and like i just decided i was like i'm gonna take music like extra serious like i'm gonna go hard with it because this is really the only thing that's like making me feel like I have like a purpose in life. And so I'm like, I don't want to give up on that. You know, I don't want to give up on the possibility of like succeeding with this. So like, let me, let me stick around and let me see what this is going to be. And that was probably one of the best decisions I ever made. How old are you, Alexis? 26. 26. Okay. So the fact that you're from Palm Bluff, Arkansas, right? That's why I reached out to you because I seen Arkansas, but I didn't know what city, right? Yeah. I seen Arkansas, so I'm like, okay, you doing something that you love to do. When I started mm-hmm. my journey back in August of 2020, I had to realize, okay, I'm starting something, but right now I don't know where I'm going. I don't right. know my purpose. I'm just doing it because, you know, I'm just trying something, trying to revamp my life, trying to create something big for myself. I don't know how to do this, but I'm still taking daily action. Right. So at the same time, as I keep doing it, as I keep doing it, keep doing it, keep figuring out things, I start to realize my purpose is not to become uh, a millionaire or wealthy. You know, no, no, absolutely not. My purpose is to educate the masses on the opportunities out here. Right. Instead of being a motivational speaker, I want to be a transformable speaker to transform the way you're thinking. Mm-hmm. You said earlier that you went through a depression stage. Mm-hmm. How did you recognize that you was going through that phase? Um. I think I think it was a thing that I I had been dealing with since I didn't realize it was something that I had really been dealing with since I was probably like maybe 14. And I didn't really recognize how serious it was until I was 22. Um I was like just bottling a lot of stuff up over the years and like my mom like anybody knows my mom like she's a tough cookie like she's not she's not mean but it's just like I growing up I just never really saw her break down about anything like she was always like I'm gonna tough it out I'm gonna figure it out and that's just what it is so I just kind of felt like that was how I was supposed to be but I realized once I became my own individual and like I'm like okay I'm not my mom so I can't deal with things the way that she deal with them that's when it was like okay there's something wrong with me and I need to like really really figure this out um I started losing a lot of weight. I wasn't eating as much. I wasn't motivated to do anything. Like I was just like floating by. I had dropped out of college, like everything. Like I just wasn't doing anything and nothing was making me happy either. Like nothing was satisfying me. It didn't matter what I did. Like I wasn't happy with anything. And the reason why I asked you that one particular question that way is because when we go through a hardship life or difficulty or something that we never dealt with before, we start to realize, okay, this is not normal, right? Yes. This is not something that I'm that I'm, that I'm used to because I had my depression stage like a couple months ago. What's this month? August, probably like May, April, May. Mm-hmm. Even going through a divorce, you know, going separating from uh, my wife, you know, and it's hard to actually realize, okay, I'm going through this, but how can I get out of this? Right. What do I need to do to get out of this, right? What I started to do 
I started to make more videos, more videos, more videos, more videos. I, I transitioned to like what I was talking. I'm still talking about like becoming the best version of yourself, but mm-hmm. it's the way I talk about it, right? Mental yeah. health comes first. Mental health is important if you don't recognize that your your health is gonna be all it's gonna always be overlooked. Right. So how did you cope with your your with your depression? Like how did you get out of depression once you re- realized it? I would say like um my first coping mechanism my first coping mechanism was very unhealthy. Like I was just like either I was like suppressing it and just avoiding it or I actually like picked up I don't want to call it like substance abuse, but that's kind of what it was. Like I was like smoking. I was smoking weed like every day and I had never smoked like in high school. I did I wasn't on that. My parents don't smoke or drink. Like I wasn't that wasn't me. I wasn't that girl. And like, I just was like, you know, I felt like everybody else had like a stress reliever. And I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna try this. And it became like an addiction immediately. Like I'm like doing this every single day. So my first coping mechanism was not healthy at all. And then after that, um, like I actually attempted suicide. And that's when things like got real for me. Like I when I was in downtown Little Rock and I tried to jump off the bridge out there and um I went to therapy after that like of course I had to go to like a psych hospital and all that and I had to go through therapy and I had to like get out of that once I went to therapy that's kind of when I started like finding ways to deal with myself better I started journaling a lot more and I started learning how to vocalize what was wrong with me because I never told any, I never really told anybody what was wrong with me before. And once I started learning to use my voice, it was like, okay, now this is easy for me. Now when something is wrong with me, I can say it and I don't feel any judgment from anybody because that's the thing that I was afraid of. Like I was afraid of like, if I tell somebody that I feel like I'm going to kill myself or something, I feel like I'm going to be judged for that. You know what I'm saying? Or if I tell somebody I'm having these weird thoughts or that I'm insecure about certain things or whatever, I felt like I was going to be judged for that. And my mom being like the number one person in my life that I go to about everything, I was afraid of how she would feel because like I said, my mom was just this tough cookie my whole life. So I never really saw her get emotional about a lot of things. And when I told her that, that was the first time that I really saw my mom like be vulnerable for real. And she was like super open with me. She was very receptive and she was like very open to helping me figure it out. And that's, she still is that way now, even like four years later, like she's still like very delicate with me and we can talk about really anything that, that helped me get out of that for real. Having somebody talk to about it. (laughs) That is true. That is true. And and, and I, I love the fact that you said having somebody talk to because what I came to realize is by us dealing with things by ourselves, it gets hard. It, it get hard. It gets mm-hmm. so hard because now we're in our heads. We're in our head. We're not even in our head. I was in class a couple of days ago, not a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago. And um, there was like how you have negative thoughts, but you try to block it. But every time you block it, it's getting pushed to the front, getting pushed to the front. Right. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that we're, we, we're suppressing our feelings because I grew up in a single family household. My mama raised three boys by herself. And we didn't know how to express ourselves. The only way I knew how to was to play football. Mm-hmm. When I was playing football, okay, boom, we I step on the field. Now it's from start to finish. Now I can play my heart out. I can, you know, express myself in this in this manner. 
Right. But the same way I was expressing myself, I didn't know how to vocalize it. I didn't mm. know how to say this is what's wrong with me. And, and I know this is wrong with me. Right. And now, since I went through the phase of depression and understanding more of myself, I'm, I'm more in tune with everything that I have going for myself. Right. Not just myself, but for everybody that's behind me. Right. Because now your mom showed you that you can always go to her no matter what. Mm-hmm. You can always go to, go to her no matter what. Is that what your music is doing? Is that what you think your music music is doing to other people? Um, I think so. I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. Um, I have had people reach out to me and um tell me that they appreciate like the fact that you know my music is relatable and that I'm a a real person like who I am. I don't like, I know people always be like, you got to separate the two when it comes to like social media and your real life. But for me, I'm just a very real and honest person. And I like for people to know that this is me. Like my music is my real life. Everything that I've, everything that you've heard, everything that I've written is that's my real life. And so when people come to me and they be like, yo, cause I, I went, I had like deleted like four or five songs, like off all platforms. And I had like people like DMing me like, yo, where's this song at? I listen to the song every morning. This was helping me wake up every day and blah, blah, blah. Like you don't know how much of an impact. And it's like, I, that was when I, like my, my following was like much smaller than this. And so I'm like, for, for me to already be making an impact on somebody, somebody I don't even know, like it was this girl from Miami, like she reached out to me and she was like, I listen to your music every day. I'm a huge fan. Blah, blah, blah. She was like, I'm really upset that you deleted this song because this helped motivate me to do whatever. And she was telling me how she was going through all of this stuff. She was homeless and all of that. And like my music was helping her like get through her day. And I was like, wow that's crazy. Like, I guess I'm, I'm the person for somebody that my mom is to me, you know? And that's powerful to recognize. Do you, do you remember the song it was and like a little bit, a part of the lyrics? Um, it's a song called misunderstood. Um, the song was about, what's crazy is the song was actually about what I was going through at that time. It was right after I had went through, um, attempting suicide and I had, just wrote about like where I was at in life. Like I was living out of my car. I was living like sleeping under a bridge every night. My family didn't know what was going on with me. I didn't tell them. I just was keeping all of that to myself. Um, I have any money, all of that. And I, I wrote about that. And like one of the, one of the lyrics was like, um, um, Driving back and forth to work, driving back and forth to work, putting mileage on my Nissan because I was driving a Nissan Versa at the time, and um, nobody knew. Like I was literally like, I had a job, but I wasn't living anywhere. I was living in my car, and I was eating Lunchables every day for for lunch at work. And I worked at a gym, so luckily I could shower at work and all of that stuff. But like nobody knew what was going on with me at all, and so like for her to be able to relate to that. When she told me she was homeless, especially that like affected me deeply because I'm like, that's literally what that song is about. And like, there was like in that song, like there was like, I was just like being optimistic, like toward the end of it, it was like, 
I'm I'm being optimistic and I'm like I'm I'm gonna make it regardless. I'm gonna be okay regardless. But I had to tell my story first. And so I told her, I was like, you know, you gotta just listen to that, listen to the whole song all the way through, make sure you're paying attention because like, you know, rain does not last forever. And you're gonna have some rainy days. Sometimes it's gonna feel like you can't get up out of that. But it the sun always shines afterward. At some point, it might not shine for it could be a couple months before it shines again. But it's you gotta be willing to to wait it out and like push through. And the fact that you embrace what you was going through and be like, man, I gotta get this out of my head. I gotta get to get my feelings out. We yeah. got it out, and now you see it's a coping mechanism for everybody else, right? Yeah. That that what I came to realize about finding your purpose and being more in tune with yourself. It's not for you. It's not for us. It's for people to come. It's bigger than us. It's it's going to start with us regardless of the fact yeah. because you you have to start with yourself to figure yourself out and to, and to actually connect with people. Absolutely. But connecting with people is a level of vulnerability. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Alexis, Alexis, when I tell you, when I, when I did like a... It was like a, a 10 part video about mental health, about like, damn, like I'm depressed. Okay, I am depressed. Why am I depressed? Because of this, because I'm feeling this way. Now I can break it down like seven steps or multiple steps of why I'm feeling the type of way. It takes a lot to do yeah. something like that because yeah. people tell me, like, man, your your videos is good. Your videos is good. Like, I like your I like your your authenticity. Like why I'm talking now, I talk like that on videos, on the on the calls, or whoever I'm speaking with, I'm I'm gonna talk the same. Yeah, there's no reason for me to, to create a different persona and, and for you not to like me or for you to like me, right? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. Now, now when I started my journey, I was creating a different persona mm-hmm. because I wanted the internet to like me, but then I was like, man, this shit is overwhelming. And I that was remember. me at first. That was me at first. Like when I first started doing music, I was just like super particular about everything. I'm like, I can't say, I can't do that, I can't let people see this side of me all of that and it's just like why not why not because at the end of the day people there are going to be people in life who don't like you there are going to be people in life who love you either way it it don't matter you just got to roll with the punches like just embrace who likes you (laughs) embrace the people who do like you and don't pay no mind to the people who don't like trying to figure out why i i had a lot of people pleasing tendencies um growing up like I always wanted everybody to like me. And if somebody didn't like me, it bothered me. Like it bothered the hell out of me growing up. Yep. Like, dang, why don't they like I remember one girl, she just told me she didn't like me and she didn't know why. And it irritated me because I'm like, why? Why don't you like me? Like, and I just had to like once I became an adult and like just started grasping everything, I'm like, it really doesn't matter. Like people, people are gonna like you, they're not gonna like you. It might be people that don't like you that will like you someday. Either way, you just gotta keep rolling. Like, don't let that affect you. Don't, don't, don't embrace. I don't like to embrace anything negative. Like, I don't like to bring that into my, bring that type of energy into my space. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've been at my lowest low, and I've like indulged in all the negative energy I feel like I need. <laughs> I don't need to take on nobody else's negative energy. I agree. I agree. And your lowest was your lowest, but yet at the same time, it was your lowest. Now it's your highest because now you have some type of re- relatability. But like, damn, like life really hit me. Life yeah. really hit me when it hit me. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. 
That's the thing. When people go through their depression phase, their difficulty phase, their hardship phase, we want to give up as quickly as it starts because we don't know how to handle it. You feel me? Like, why am I going through this? Why am I going through Like, why am I getting divorced? Like, why? Right. Like, all people, I'm, I'm like me, like, you know, that don't make sense. Yeah. Why not me? You feel me? Every, yeah. every, everything happened for a particular reason. Yeah. We as people have to understand what is this reasoning? What is this reasoning? Absolutely. Absolutely. What has been the biggest thing that you have learned about yourself? Um, the biggest thing that I've learned about myself, I would say as of recently, um, I have learned, and this is probably a negative to be honest, but the biggest thing I've learned about myself is that I can be very stubborn. Like once I'm set on something, that's kind of what it is until I decide to like, you know, let that go or whatever. But I'm like working on moving past that. Um, I think some of the characteristics that I have are definitely from my parents for sure. My dad is like one of those people who is like stubborn like that. And I always just be like, I'm never gonna be like you. Like I'm never gonna act like that. But I like, I really realize that I do sometimes. Like <laughs> I find myself like, you know, I, I, I would find myself saying I forgive somebody, but I'm still like holding on to the anger of it. Like I'm, and so it's it's like, I can't, I can't move past it if I don't let it go for real. And that's one of the things too. Like I, it was like, I'm forg I'm saying I forgive you, but I'm, I'm really still mad. So did I really forgive you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you, for somebody that's that's going through your 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 situation now, let's just say um learning how to stop being stubborn, how do you forgive somebody but not actually um accept the forgiveness or realize that you've forgiven them for you, if that makes sense? You said what? Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. Somebody it to me through the door. <laughs> <laughs> you good, you good, you good. How do you say that you forgive somebody but actually in all it's out to you you haven't forgotten for, forgave them? Because you're so stuck in your head, you're so stuck in that way, you're so stuck on what they've done to you. How are you working on that? Um, I think I've started to it's I think it's all about maturity. Like it's all about maturity and growth. Like as you get older, like you just realize that holding on to things like takes so much energy from you. It takes so much to be angry at somebody. Like you just draining yourself because like a lot of the time you be mad and that person is sleeping well at night. Like, and you holding on to this and it's just harboring and it's just boiling. And it's like, what good does that do me to, to not genuinely let that go? And I've I learned that forgiveness is not for the other person, it's for yourself. And so it's like now I'm like, okay, I have to remind myself of that though. Because I used to feel like I'm not forgiving them. I'm not gonna tell them that I forgive them because I'm thinking of it like they don't deserve for me to forgive them. But then I I have to remind myself constantly, it's not about them, you know, it's about me and my peace. Mm-hmm. And that's a constant reminder that I have to give myself because I have been a grudge holder and I'm trying to, I'm trying not to be like that anymore because that's not good. At all. 
<laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Alexis, I, I, it's hard. Yeah. Because they ne- we then that per- the other person that hurt you so much. Why should you forgive them? Mm-hmm. Right. And I and I understand. That's why I completely understand. But at the same time, it's like, like you said, are we doing it for them? Or are we doing it for ourselves? Right. Once we let that go, okay, boom. Now the weight is off our shoulders. Now we can start realizing more and start growing, start growing, keep growing. And like you say, it comes with maturity, maturity and time. But a lot of people don't put that time in it because we're not realizing what's going on with us. It goes back to the beginning of the conversation. Realization, realization of yourself. Right. Being aware of yourself, realizing, okay, this is wrong with me. This is why. How can I fix it? Right. You said you journal. How is that? Right. Journaling, uh, it was like hard for me at first. Journaling is a lot like speaking to me. Like it's 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 actually saying it out loud. And sometimes um it just be like I'm not ready to like say this out loud. I can deal with it as long as it's in here. But if I say it, then I really, really have to face that. And so, like, I remember when I first started journaling, I would write things down and then I would just never go back and read it. I'm like, I'm not going to reread that. I'm just going to close this and leave it alone. And then part of my healing process was going back to read those things, going back to read the things that were hurting me and bothering me. I wrote about good stuff as well um the positive things as well um but a lot of that stuff was like negativity and just trauma that I dealt with and all of that or trauma that I hadn't dealt with that I felt like I had dealt with you know mm-hmm. and going back and reading all of that stuff it was definitely difficult to go back and read it because it's just like wow this is like really like my life and it's crazy because like I knew this already like but reading this like a book, like I'm reading it as if it's not my life. And so all of it, like seeing it is like, this is shocking for me. Like, this is crazy. It's like, I've been through this. This person hurt me. I've been let down by this. This tried to tear me down. I tried to tear myself down. Like, it was just a lot to to go back and read that. But that was part of my healing, like actually accepting those things and and trying to move forward because like saying even speaking sometimes still is hard for me like to let somebody know that they've hurt me is dif- difficult for me like that's still sometimes hard because it's not that like I'm like it's not that I'm like no I can't be vulnerable or anything like that it's just like I'm afraid of the other person's response so I don't it's, it's uncomfortable sometimes for me to express how I feel to people because I don't know how they're going to receive it. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the judgment part. You know, we don't want to be judged for expressing ourselves, right? Yeah. That was the case. We would just keep it to ourselves and suppress it. And then, because what I came to realize is that when we expect things from people, we get hurt. Mm-hmm. When we stop expecting things and just accept it for what it is, now yeah. it, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. Absolutely. When you read your notebook, right? What does that do for a person? What did that do for you? Um, I think for me, it just like 
it made me a real it made me feel like a human being like it made me feel real because like like I told you like I was just kind of like floating through life I, I was just like existing and I wasn't really like living for a while like I just felt like I'm just here for what like I didn't really know what my purpose was and then going back and reading all that stuff it's just like dang I went through all of this and I came out of it like I'm still okay I wake up every day I do the same routine I shower wash my face brush my teeth whatever I go about my day and things get hard but I'm okay like I'm still okay going through that stuff like in those moments I felt like it was the end of the world when I was actually in those spaces like going through things that I was going through but like rereading it and looking back on it it's just like wow I'm still here so it makes me more optimistic because it's like okay I've been through all this it really for me it's like it can it get worse like (laughs) and and (laughs) I don't I don't want to I feel like for me because I've been through so much I have learned how to get through things because Mm. it's like when you go through some of the some some lows it teaches you how to deal with it the next time even if it's not the same situation it's like okay well i didn't dealt with feeling like this before so i know how to i know how to deal with this like i got this god came out of it before i got it i could do this again you know mm-hmm. and that's that's what that's what that journaling and like rereading helped me with for sure like helped me realize that you know we human we go through stuff but we okay like it's okay <laughs> Literally, it is it is okay. <laughs> you might not think it is just because of the moment and the pain and the suffering that you're going through. But wait till you come out, out of it. However long it's gonna take you, however long it's gonna take you, go through it, right? Stop trying to get every, stop trying to get through things so quickly because you never experienced anything like that. You you're right. not gonna experience something that you never done 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 before, or even seen it uh, before. Like promise up, but like success, most outrageous thing ever, right? Especially from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. We're both from Arkansas. What do we see? Poverty mindset, right? Survival. Like, I mean, yes, I understand the the life that you have is the life that you the life that you that's given to you is the life that you have. Yeah. I, I'm grateful for everything that I went through and grew, but what's more to that, right? If I want to, if I want to be successful, and never been successful, I gotta put the time in. I gotta put the work in. I gotta put the grind in. Exactly, exactly. I try to express that to people all the time. How do you express it? Um, I've had people come to me and like, so my best friend is like, um, she's like very motivating for me. I've watched her be at like a very low, low and come out of that swinging. Like she's just like, um, she's like very, she's very self-motivated as well. And so, um, She's just always been the type of person that's like, okay, you want X, Y, Z, but, you know, faith without works is dead. Steve Harvey. You have to, you have to put the work in if you want things to change, if you want things to be better, you know what I'm saying? Like, otherwise you're just going to sit in it because you could say whatever. You could say, I want this. You could say, I don't want this or whatever. But if you don't, 
set boundaries and goals and make things happen and take a step forward. And it can be small steps, but if you don't do the work, if you don't put the work in, like, there's no point. I agree. There's a routine to to success, right? Mm-hmm. If you not focus on the small details, promise up, but make your bed up every day, right? A lot mm-hmm. of people probably don't make that bed up. I don't know. I'm not in your house, but you know, just taking that little small action to make your bed up every day, to work out, to do some type of um, get your body moving, or some type of understanding. Okay, this is what I need to do. This is why, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are so focused on the present, we don't understand what's out here. We don't see mm-hmm. the opportunities out here. You're not going to be successful today. You're not going to be successful tomorrow. That's the true. more you do things, I, I, there's a saying that I created or made up. You know how you know how a lot of people be like, just get 1% better? Mm-hmm. Get 1% better? Mm-hmm. Just get 1% better every day. Yeah, You don't have to do a lot because think about the compounding on the percentages and how much you will be developed. Mm-hmm. Now when it, when an opportunity comes, now you didn't prepare so much because you're taking small actions. Why won't you be successful? Right. And you said that your friend is a self, she's she motivates herself, which motivates you. Yeah. How how is your relationship? We have a very good relationship. Like, that's like um so interesting because like we met each other through our dads. Um, my dad is a basketball coach, and her dad was my dad's assistant coach. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they were just like trying to like force us to be friends whatever and it was like i don't want to be friends with somebody if it's not like a natural thing so of course our brothers play basketball we both have little brothers they're the same age and um they play basketball together so we ended up going to one of their games and like that day that was the first time we met and that day like i spent the night at her house and then the next day she spent the night at my house like we was like tight-knit from that day and she's just always like she reminds me a lot of my mom like and i think that's why i gravitate toward her so much because she has like the same like strength and courage as my mother and she's like Okay, I'm I'm dealing with this right now, but like I'm not gonna let it break me. Like I'm good. I'm gonna be all right. She's always optimistic. Like she's gone through some of the same things I've gone through, and I've you know listened to her vent over the phone, and she just be like, you know, at the end of whatever she's got to say, if everything was negative that she just said, she's gonna end it off with, I'm gonna be okay though, cause I'm gonna figure it out. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. Like there's no way I'm not going to. Like I have to figure this out, so I'm going to. And it's just like her mindset is like saying that I gotta figure it out and saying I'm going to figure it out. Like motivates her to like yeah i said it so i'm gonna get up and move like her word is like so powerful to me in the same way my mom is and so I, me and me and ariel's relationship we are we are literally like we're best friends but she's also like a sister to me and she's like a mentor and everything like she i really really look up to her a lot we the same age but that's like that's like my my motivator for real I love her so much. I brag on her all the time too. Like it's crazy. <laughs> and that's and this what it takes, right? <clears throat> we can't be successful by ourselves. Like, 
man, <laughs> Alexis, you know, back in, back in Arkansas, you know how some people be like, well, not just in Arkansas, you know how some people be like, I'm self-made, me, you know, I'm a self-made, me, you know, I'm self-made, self-made, self-made. Yeah. Bro, okay. Okay. That's I understand. <laughs> right. You, you feel me? Like Somebody okay. helped you. Whether it was advice, whether it was financial help, whether it was emotional support, somebody helped you get to where you are. Somebody. You yeah. might not, you might have forgot about them, but mm -hmm. they, you know, it, it, it's okay. It's okay. And and that's why, like, I, I came to understand, like, there's no, there's no color to success. There's no, no specific genre or specific race, specific age. No, absolutely not. You can be what seven uh, you can be young be successful you can be old be successful right there's no age limit to success just how bad do you want it how right. bad do you want to change your current situation in order to make you create a, a better environment for yourself how bad do you want it right how bad do you want it that, that's really all that it is about right and you 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 implement that every day that you get up mm -hmm. how bad do you want it how bad do i want it how yeah. bad do i want to just keep better myself right because the more you better yourself now you're able to connect with people on a deeper level because you're vulnerable you're honest you're transparent you're alexis go ahead right. for me it's like i even sometimes i have to like get myself out of this like comfortability mindset because i'm just like sometimes i'll be like okay well you know music ain't just going the way that i want it to go right now so maybe i should do this or maybe i should try this and then i literally like wake up or i physically like move i like get up and i'll be like no nah, i'm not finna think like that because i know what i want for myself and i know exactly how to get to it i just have to keep going it's just frustrating like this process is frustrating and it feels easier to just give up Mm -hmm. as opposed to keep going but if you just give up you'll never know what it could have been you know you'll never know what you could have had how successful you could have been what you how many people you could have impacted if you would just kept mm -hmm. going you know so realization self-awareness yeah <laughs> that, that, that's where it come back to just to the beginning of the conversation again right so your your music career right so how's that going how's that transcribing in your life i think <laughs> Oh, I'm so like, music is always good to me. It's always been good to me, but it's just like, I'm so up and down. Um, it, it's like, I feel a lot of pressure sometimes um, yeah. as far as like being in the music industry, keeping up a certain image and all of that stuff. Like it's a lot of pressure. It really is. But at the end of the day, it's like, I love this so much that I really like, I can't see myself doing anything else for real. So it's like, I gotta do this. Like even with everything is gonna, anything you do in life is gonna have some pressure. If you like a regular job, you gonna have pressure at your regular job. But as long as you love your regular job, you gonna keep getting up and going to your regular job every day. You gonna clock in every day because you love what you do. Mm -hmm. And that's how it is for me. Um, I just got out of, so I got signed last October. Um, Congratulations, woman. What you talking about? Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> I got signed and then I decided to um, just move forward as an independent artist. I took everything that I learned from that label. Um, I learned a lot from everybody that I was around. Like everybody, everybody be asking me like, 
how was it like how you feel like were they doing xyz and blah 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 and of course in every situation whatever kind of relationship you have whether it's business whether it's a personal relationship like relationships are going to have ups and downs in general so of course there were some ups there were some downs for sure but it's just like overall i learned so much from that situation and like i felt like where i was at that time like when i decided to leave the label where i was at that time i wasn't ready or prepared to like give everything that i needed to give um to them to what they wanted me to do for the music everything i wasn't ready yet because i was still dealing with a lot internally and i'm like i can't give this 100 percent because i'm not 100 percent. so like until i feel like i'm good for myself this is not the best situation for me right now. I need to take some time for myself, get myself together. And once I feel like I've done the work internally, then I can focus on everything external because now it's just like, I've gotten myself together. I've healed. I've focused. Cause I got to a point where I couldn't even focus. Like I'm at the studio and I can't even like focus on, I'm going to the studio and I'm not making anything. I'm in there for eight hours and I can't make, one song and i knew i was like nah this is this ain't even like me like this is not like me i it's time for me to like just chill for a minute and separate myself i didn't want to hinder my label by having them hold on to me um with me just not doing anything so i just told them i was like i think the best decision for me right now is to move forward as an independent artist um I'm still in good standing with everybody that's at the label. We have great relationships. Um, it was just like, at that time, I just wasn't, I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't focused. But now, like, I've gotten back in the studio and I'm motivated and I feel whole and complete. And I feel like I'm ready to finish a body of work. I use, like, that as, like, symbolism. Like, me not being able to finish my work in the studio. Like, me not being able to finish a song. It, I use like that as like sim symbolism for myself. It's like, dang, I can't complete this. I can't finish this album that I'm supposed to be finishing because I'm not a hundred percent. I can't push submit on this because I haven't pushed submit on myself. Like I haven't dealt with the things that I need to deal with and I'm not ready to give this to the world because the music is so vulnerable. Like everything is so like just honest. And I'm like, if I got if I'm gonna give this to the world, I have to be prepared to give it to the world and I gotta be whole, you know, because this is like real. This is my real life that I'm giving to these people. So mm -hmm. I have to be ready to give that to them. And I wasn't at that time. And now it's like, okay, we can push go on it. Like, I can push go on it now because I'm good now. But I wasn't when I was trying to push it. And that's why I was stalling because it was just like, dang, I'm still going through some stuff. And it's a lot that I still haven't dealt with. And until I get to the bottom of that, it's not time for me to put this out yet. Because this project here is like my most vulnerable piece of work that I've done yet. So... I just, I'm like, I can't give this to everybody right now because I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> it's, not the right time it's not the right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th th that's that's amazing. That's amazing because, like you said, if you're not healed, how can you 
you know what I'm saying? How can you put your work out? Yeah. You know, all the content I'm doing, everything I talk about, I, I talk about it because I'm going through it. I'm experiencing mm -hmm. it. I'm, I'm, I'm just being, a, um, I'm keeping a book with you. You know, I'm yeah. being honest with you because that's the only thing I know how to be. That's mm -hmm. the only thing I know how to be. Now, granted, music is a phenomenal thing, but people don't see how much work go behind making a four-minute song, right? You're in the studio for multiple hours. Multi I know because my brother, my brother Tim, he do music, and I went. I'm like, bro, this shit is boring. <laughs> yeah, because I wasn't. In, I, I, I'm not making music. You feel yeah. me? It's not, it's not my. It's not my thing. Yeah. That shit is boring. But for somebody that actually love it, I'm like, okay, y'all love that shit. Y'all love it. Right. Do your thing. Right. Not for me. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, like, if I, I done been, I done sat in on people's sessions and I'm just like, oh, I'm ready to leave because I could be recording my own stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. that's the fun in it all. It's like when you the one that's in there, when you're the one that's doing the work. Yeah. I don't see how people sit through people's studio sessions. I could never do it. Like, I can't. Neither. <laughs> My, my my other homeboy, he was going uh my homeboy Graham, he trying to find his voice. He's like, come to the studio with me. No. I said, man, when you start performing, I'll come. I'm not coming to no studio session because you gotta you gotta do it over. You guys do it first over and over and over again. Yeah, go back, listen to it, and do it again. Okay. I understand the work. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm not against it. I just not gonna be in there while you record. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot to go into that for sure. People do not see. People do not know the behind the scenes because it is very frustrating. Yeah, and 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 that that behind the scene, right? A lot of people just see success today, right? I'm mm -hmm. like, damn, like Alexis, she got like, wow, she got X amount of albums, X amount of followers, X amount of success. What yeah. what you don't know, Alexis has been through so much, and now this is her time. Mm -hmm. You can't be successful if you ain't put the work in, yeah. right? Like, and, and that's where that's where it, it, life is so misconstrued. Social media is so misconstrued that they see people that uh, that are successful. How can I do that? How can I do that? How can I do that? Granted, I do understand, but you got to realize where did that come from? Prime yeah. example: Steve Harvey was homeless, three divorces. He I was think. homeless. Tyler Perry was homeless. Yep. Um, I think about a lot of people's success stories that that went through a lot, and it's like we idolize what these people are right now, without without paying attention to their backstories, without paying attention to to what they had to do to get to where they are, what they had to sacrifice to get to where they are, you know, what they lost to get to where they are. You know, what I'm saying like everybody has a story. Like you didn't wake up. Especially if you black, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't wake up a success. It's definitely a process. Mm -hmm. And we look at it like, oh, my gosh, I'm looking at Oprah. And I'm like, dang, Oprah is a billionaire. Her life is so much better than mine. But you watch her documentary and how she grew up and how she grew up very poor and you know, how she was just determined to, like, be successful. So she made sure she got good grades in school and she did all the things she needs to do to become what she is now. Everybody has a journey and you definitely, there's nobody who is successful, who is successful like that, that did not put work in. Like, it, you don't just wake up and become that. Like, it takes mm -hmm. time. And I like the fact that you said something about Dr. Green because I was just about to bring up Kanye's. 
-hmm. that man was relentless. I'm only on the second episode. I think it's like three of them. But mm -hmm. at the same time, he didn't take no, right? He didn't take getting pushed aside because at first he was a producer. He was mm -hmm. like, man, I rap, man, I rap, man, I rap. People only saw him as a producer because mm -hmm. that's what he's known, known for, right? So I, I don't, as far as the title-wise, right, I don't limit myself. I'm not a I'm not a podcaster. I'm not yeah. a social media influencer. Yeah. I'm Terrell Humphrey. Anything I want to be, I'm going to be. Right. right. You feel like there's no limitations of what I what I can become. Right. And that alone, that's what stops people from being successful. Self limitations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you get over limiting yourself to success? It it can be it can be hard because like I think everybody feels like they have a cap. At some point in your life, you feel like you have a cap off in life. Like you feel like okay, I want to do this, and you can't see past it. Like it's just like I I see myself getting here, and then it's like okay, but well, when you get there, then what? You know what I'm saying? Like when you get to that point, then what? Life is constantly we're constantly pursuing something more like like the pursuit of happiness like you're constantly pursuing something in life like once you get to one goal okay now i gotta do something else okay i reached this goal so i gotta do something else like you're constantly going to want more but it's like people don't see past that people don't see that pursuit all the time it's just like i know i want to do music and i do music so now what's my goal? Okay, I want to be signed to a major label. Okay, when I get there, then what? It's like, there's so much more. Like, you can't just cap you. You can't cap yourself off because you don't know. You won't know what you're really capable of if you leave that cap there. Like, people say sky's the limit. And I'm like, what's past that, though? Like, how can we get How can we get past that? Like, let's let's go past that. <laughs> what's past the sky it's something something <laughs> i'm we trying to reach it all you feel me and alexis i love the way you just explained it because that's why i wanted to say but you said it like the way i wanted to right and and that's what that's what i mean like okay boom we setting goals but them goals are really just stepping points okay i'm doing this okay how can i how can i get into real estate because i'm in real estate right now working my mentors mike and steve shout out to them put your boy on you're so much you feel me but at the same time okay i want to do real estate what does that look like okay i want to acquire properties okay what does it look like okay i need to market okay what does it look like so there in order to be successful you have to literally break it down like the way you just mm -hmm. did because it's not going to be a one step uh alley to to success absolutely not you got all these increments to become successful what are they what are they right what what does wealthy look like my opinion what it look like having an abundance mindset being wealthy in everything that you do come encounter with life people finances right understanding growth like i'm wealthy i'm a wealthy individual that's what people that are wealthy have the mindset of. Absolutely. So emulate it. I need to emulate it. I'm going to rinse and repeat, not try to recreate the wheel. Absolutely not. I'm just going to rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Yeah. Keep learning, keep growing, keep being around the people I need to be around. Right? And so what did you, what is the biggest thing that your um that your label that when you were assigned to them uh taught you? Um I think the biggest thing that I've learned is to like, cause I, I feel like we've always had this like thing of like, okay, you can't be, 
you can't be emotional in a business setting. You can't have this type of attitude. You can't do this. You can't do that. Um, but like being part of my label, it definitely gave me a, a an eye opener. Like people are not cut off to emotions. Like it doesn't matter what you do in life. You're not cut off to emotions. You feel something. You may not show it, but you feel something. People empathize with you. So being able to express yourself and be real with yourself. Also, while remaining professional, you know what I'm saying? Like, you still have to have, like, a certain disposition about yourself. But, like, be professional, but also vocalize what you want. Being a woman in the industry is definitely hard because, like, when you say certain things or when you're assertive, you looked at as rude or like you disrespectful and a man who is assertive is not looked at the same way in the music industry when you're a woman it's like you're supposed to smile you're supposed to kiss babies you're supposed to be happy all the time you're supposed to be pretty everybody is supposed to love you so you have to do that and I had a real conversation with my manager one day and I was just like I'm just, it's like, I'm not, I, I don't think I'm really, I don't know how to do that. And I'm really not that girl. And he kind of just always really encouraged me. Like, it's okay to be real. <laughs> like, it's okay to be a real person. Cause a lot of people are not all this stuff that we see on social media, all this stuff that we see on TV. It's not real. Like that's not a real world. My mama say all the time, like, social media is not real. It's it's a place where people can go and pretend. You can pretend like life is perfect. You can pretend like things are not how they are. It's not real. And I'm so big on being a real human being. One of the one of my biggest influences musically, Mary J. Blige. Her story is so authentic and it's so real. And she's always been herself. Like, you've never seen Mary J. Blige be something different. She's always been the same Mary J. Blige, that same girl from New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, she always got that same swag about herself. Of course, as you get older and you mature, you carry yourself a little differently. But she's still always been that same person. She tells her story with no regrets. Like, no, like, if anything, she learned from it. Like, I recently watched her documentary about her life. And it was just, like, so inspiring because a lot of the same things that she dealt with as a young girl in the music industry, I'm dealing with now and learning how to maneuver that. And it's like, it's like she never stopped being who she was, though. Like, and she still became as successful as she is, you know. And so I've had to, once I, I realized that, it was just like, you know, I felt like, I learned so much, like even my, the CEO of my label, like he's a very empathetic person. Like when you going through something, he, he can empathize with you. Like he feels that he feel for you and he's going to try to be there for you, even though it's not his job to do that. Cause this is business, but he still has a heart and he just let me know, like, you know, this is all business, but at the end of the day, like we still human beings like we still people we still go through stuff I saw him go through some things you know what I'm saying like I saw him have some down days and stuff like that you realize like when you realize that literally every person that you 
look up to idolize whatever everybody is the same like we are all just human <laughs> that's it and i learned i learned that i learned that from my label like for real because i felt like going into that situation like i gotta sit up straight and i gotta be perfect at every meeting and i can't break down and i have to be a certain way i gotta look a certain way and they just let me know that it's okay to be real you know and i knew that but it's like sometimes you still have that in the back of your mind. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like you don't know how people going to receive you. So it's like maybe I shouldn't just be myself all the way because like maybe maybe somebody might not like how myself is. And yeah, sometimes people not going to like it. But I feel a lot better being myself than I do pretending to be someone night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I agree. I agree. My my mentor Steve, he he been teaching me so much, right? How to talk to people, how to understand a problem, how to see what's the problem, how to negotiate, like everything that involves a, a real estate transaction. He's teaching me, right? But see, this the back end work, the conversations, the finding, the 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 you know, it's so much marketing. Feel me, right? But at the same time, he's telling me how to be more strategic with everything I'm doing. Okay, how can I keep my southern southernness charmness and still have a, a great conversation? Right. How can I listen to what they're saying? Okay, and then pivot to back to the structure, right? And he gave me like so many things to work on. And I was trying to work on them, like implement them as I'm having the conversation. Now, go, don't get me wrong, Lexus, that shit was hard. Yeah, I'm trying to think about everything he, he telling me. You feel me? And trying to put it like implement it in, in the conversation, but it, it's hard. But at the same time, I understand why he's doing this, right? Yeah. He said, um, uh, young Denzel, he was like, if Denzel come in and actually get to talking, he was like, I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to listen to him. So I went back and listened to young Denzel interviews. I'm like, that's what he means. Be precise with your words. Take out, keep the slang, but keep it minimal. You feel me? Like, just be yourself, but be, be to the point to where people can actually understand you a bit more. Right. right. So I'm like, hmm. And, and, and just learning how to take constructive criticism rather than mm -hmm. taking it, then getting in your feelings, but like, damn, like he just did this. Damn, like, what can I not do right? You feel right. me? These people, these coaches, these mentors are here to help you. Right. What I came to realize is that when people are getting in your ass, they see something in you, they see the potential mm -hmm. in your, within you that you don't see. Yeah. And And, and it takes a lot. A lot of self-awareness to be like, okay, damn, like he's really trying to help me. He or she is really trying to help me. This is why. Yeah. Because they see something I don't see. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Alexis. So before the podcast ends, so I have one segment. It's called Best for Last. So these, uh, this segment is I ask four last questions mm -hmm. and answer quick and with a quick explanation. Okay. All right. So first one, uh, what? how do you keep your composure? Oh, I keep my composure. I'm I'm a kid, so I I count. Like I like <laughs> I would like take a deep breath and mm -hmm. I like have to like count in my head like countdown, like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Like don't blow up. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's 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 my thing, counting and deep breaths. Okay. Next question. What are you grateful for? Um, I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful for my family. Grateful for everything that I'm blessed with, everything that's to come. I'm just grateful to to just even still be here and be standing. Like I'm, I'm grateful. 
Do you have any regrets? I don't. I don't regret anything in life. I feel like everything happened for a reason. What I'm what I'm regretting for. I wouldn't be where I am if if that bad thing or good thing didn't happen to me in the past. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. what I'm what do I I don't have no regrets. There's no reason for that. <laughs> everything happened for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh and then last but not least question. What does failure's knowledge mean to you? Failure is knowledge. What that means to me is even if you somehow feel like you did not succeed in whatever it was, you learn from it. Like, don't let something knock you down just because, like, it didn't work out. Take something from that, apply it to your life, and keep pushing. Like, you have to learn from everything. Like, I think failure is the best teacher. Like, (laughs) failure is the best teacher because it's like, dang, what did I do wrong? Then you realize what you did wrong, and you can do it right the next time. And maybe you did something else wrong the next time. You keep going. You know what I'm saying? You just learn. Life is life is all about failure and success, to be honest. You can't be successful without failing. Like, mm-hmm. you have to fail. You got to fall. You have to see what that's like. Because if you're just successful all the time, you'll never know. what. When you finally do fall, you're going to break. <laughs> you're going to break. <laughs> Quick, you're gonna break. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lexus, <clears throat> woman, this has been great. This, I, <laughs> I've learned so much. You feel me? I've learned so much just to just to be able to understand your emotional, uh, into, what is it called emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Just understanding that part, and just to see like we're all human beings. We're all human beings. So before we end, Alexis, do you uh, what's your Instagram? How can people uh, follow you? How can people listen to your music? What's your tags? My Instagram is at the Alexis Ray Parker, um, T H E Alexis Ray Parker, and my Twitter is the real A R P underscore. Yeah, that's right. And then my TikTok is at the Alexis Ray Parker. It's the same as my Instagram name. Uh, people can follow me on Facebook, Alexis Ray Parker. My name is in everything, so <laughs> you can follow me on everything with that. Uh, you can search me on all streaming platforms, Alexis Ray Parker. My music is literally on everything, so you can find me anywhere, anywhere, everywhere. The best <laughs> strategy to have to to name everything that you have the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, make it make it simple for yourself. But for everybody that's watching in, in the audience, I heard Alexis' story. I heard my story. Hopefully, I got value from this. Whatever you're going through is going to be okay. Just go through it, embrace it, and learn on the learn along the process. We thank y'all and we love y'all. Hold on, Alexis.